Hey, thank you for tuning in to Ask a Black Woman. And before I go into today's um, episode, I want to give a salute and uh, rest in peace to um, the now belated Craig Mack. Um, So hence the salute for his um, hit Flavor in Your Ear. And um, let's check. Let's, let's, let's Let's get busy here. So today... On Ask a Black Woman, um, I was sitting reflecting about what it means to be black and woman. I know, right? How could I not? I'm black and woman. It's always going on, right? But specifically because I thought about my own actions uh, as being black and woman, woman and black within the last week. And, and I thought about how easy it is for people to call themselves woman and they're not woman and I mean metaphorically literally people saying that they are black and woman and and we've had people say that they were black and they weren't black we've had and make national news and it was an atrocity and we went mad and and we and we have people say that they're woman and they're not woman um but no one considers how it feels to be black and woman and uh, hear people that are not black and woman say that they are. I'm going somewhere. Follow me. I got to thinking about how um, almost three years ago when I first moved to L.A. and I was temping at this this company and uh, my uh, white manager, male manager, uh, and it, we we had a good camaraderie going on, and the, the, as time went on, uh, he confided in me. He, he was so open to me about things, his past, etc. And then he confided to me. He said that deep inside, he's always been a black woman. And I, I I can't even recall what I asked or what his response to that, but I thought to myself, what is this I feel like a black woman and you are not a black woman? How do you know what it feels to be and to live as a black person, first of all, and a woman? And I, I, I didn't blow my black hat at him or anything like that. But it, but 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 I'll never forget that interaction and him making that statement. Because as time would move on, you'll have so many people calling themselves what they're not and what they absolutely do not live. And so, because you feel a thing, doesn't mean you live a thing. Hmm. And and what I'm saying might not be politically correct, but it's correct because I am black and woman. And I think because I'm black and woman, I have authority to say that, right? So, as I was contemplating on being what I am within the last week, I thought about being a woman. And what did, what did I experience within the last week that only a woman would experience? And I'm just going to run down some basics. I had a menstrual cycle. I bled. 
and I have been bleeding since I was 13. That was many, many years ago. And that not, might not be a big deal, but my blood that comes out of my body is a signal that I'm able to produce life. And because I have a womb, I also have other, um, I'm potentially open for a whole lot of, of risk factors biologically that someone who is not woman will never experience. And so when people say that they are woman and they're not, I wince because it never dawns on me to call myself something that I'm not. And it makes me think that there is an esteem issue. There's an identity issue going on there. And I go on to say womb issues, womb, womb, people who have the capacity to, to bear life, such as myself, as a black woman specifically, we are most likely to have issues with fibroid. And I am one of those women. I've had, I have over several fibroids as we speak now, and I've had fibroid surgery to remove them a few years ago. But that's something that someone who's not a woman will never know. Again, I'm talking about being a woman. And if you are listening to this and you're not a woman and you're wincing at talk about menses and blood and, and fibroids and all those sorts of things, hopefully this is something that makes you think twice about using that term again. Because it's not fair for a woman to hear that for someone who isn't and will never experience it. I'll continue. I also went for a mammogram. You know, mammogram is our prevention detection for breast cancer and issues uh, all around the breast, right? Uh, we naturally have, you know, and breast cancer is not um, um, just for women, but it, it can be found in men. But most likely our tissues, what we carry is more susceptible inside of us. And so... All in one week, there was menstrual cycle and there was mammogram going on. Not to mention that socially, society speaking, as a woman, what I must contend with as far as appearance and what is perceived about a woman's place in society is always going to be a stigma as it stands now that I have to be cognizant of my actions and interactions and even in this the this 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 society that we live in where is progressing right but the fact that in 2018 we still have the me too going on um and and, and the equal pay issue going on for women in general not to mention when it comes to black women especially um yeah um it, it stands to say that we need to make sure that we are calling women women because only women are women Uh, let's move on to adding the black onto the women. So what gives you the right, gives me the right, or anybody the right to claim themselves as black women if I'm not living the black experience, if I'm not going to support the black woman experience specifically? And I thought, and this is not to pat myself on the back, but how am I uplifting other black women? And what am I doing to move our cause forward? That should be... Um, intentional and so um, 
um i i um it's tax season you know today is the 15th and april 15th is just a month away and uh, i actually went back to um, a long-term friend of mine uh, she has a um a uh, small business enterprise that also does uh, individual and uh, corporate taxes and um, i went back to her and she is now my accountant so um, cumulatively speaking, Crystal has been doing my taxes for a minimum of 15 years. And so I was glad to support her. So if you want uh, your uh, taxes and business strategy handled by a professional, a CPA, an MBA, and she's got some other letters I can't recall altogether, um, go visit Anderson's uh, Enterprise Management Corporation. Um, and the owner um, is Crystal Anderson. And um, she's in Illinois. She has an actual business office there, but she does handle my stuff here while I'm in Los Angeles. So she's quite the professional. So um, business was done with her. Uh, and then I also, for the first time ever, went to a black-owned nail salon right here in Inglewood, California. It's called Nail Dega, D-E-G-A. I was so enamored by this establishment. It's been open for three years, so approximately the same time I've been here. And the owner, as well as all the nail technicians, were all black. Uh, and and the, it, the customer service, the atmosphere, and the finished product of my mani-pedi and the pricing, all of it was top-notch. Uh, it was affordable. It was just bomb. And so I supported a black nail salon. Um, I honestly had been living here for seven months in Inglewood and kept passing it up because I just assumed it was Asian-owned, like all other nail salons that I'm familiar with for the most part. How sad is that, that that's the concept in my head? And so, again, another black-owned, women-owned firm, I should add, that I supported. Let's continue. Um, there, I also, it dawned on me as I was being intentional, trying my best to be intentional beyond uh, Black History Month. Uh, I decided to find a black insurance agent. So um, I have been with State Farm all of my adult life. And uh, I just was never, it was just about location and convenience. And so I admittedly had not been, had not had a an insurance agent that was black, right? So I just did a Google search and I switched uh, my uh, accounts to Wanda Tolliver who is in Gardena and she's a black woman so whatever it is that I add to her bottom line um, I'm proud to do it and again it's all about being intentional and then I was pleased as punch um, to order some head wraps I specifically wanted my gelays my long large, large head wraps to all be satin lined and believe it or not it wasn't a, a easy feat you might find satin lined headbands but I wanted to two yards worth of fabric that was you know one color decorative on one side and then satin on the other and I found um, uh, Ruby Sampson, Ruby Sampson, black female owned. I ordered it on Friday. It got to me by Monday and um, it was a handwritten note in there and professional. I just I was so enamored and so I didn't succumb to I paid a little bit more than I would have liked for it but I was let, glad to pay the extra to support the female black owned business and the superb service and the attention to detail and the package that they sent to me with the handwritten card I appreciated it and so all that to say is that um, 
if I'm going to say I'm proud to be a black woman and I want to see black women get ahead, what am I doing or what are you doing if you are calling yourself a black woman to move the progress of black women forward, right? Like putting our money where our mouth is. How are we going to do that? And then I just want to wrap it up with... um, Something that I had been look uh, reading in um, uh, my Bible. Um, it's interesting the stories that um, we tend to focus most on in the church. Um, typically, we will focus on Mary, of course, the mother of Jesus, or we'll focus on the story of Ruth and Naomi. Um, but um, I'm in the Book of Judges, okay, in the Old Testament, and I, I vaguely hear a lot of preaching about Deborah and Jael. Deborah was one, she was the only female judge of Israel, actually. And she was one woman of faith. And, but she was a warrior inside. And if it wasn't for her, Barak, I, I don't know, it's spelled almost like Barak without the C. Um, he was supposed to be the one. Barak was supposed to be the one to go against whoever they were fighting at the time. And Deborah had to be the one to continually say, but hasn't God told you to go? God has given your enemy into your hand. And Barak said, I will not go unless you go. Like this man was straight up like, I'm not going to go unless this woman going to go with me. And she said, now, because your response is such, because you will not go as the Lord has commanded to you, your response the victory will be given over to another woman. Now, it's specific to say that De- De- Deborah knew that it wasn't going to be her. And as the story goes on, J.L., the wife of one of um, Sisera, the commander who was um, against the Israelites, uh, he was a friend of J.L.'s um, husband. And so although J.L., uh, uh, the husband was like, okay, bring him in, etc. Uh, she did not recognize him as who he, you know, who he was, and obviously she knew the truth about the man, and so she <laughs> serves him curdled milk when he asks for water, and uh, she is the one who kills the man who was against the Israelites, and so these two women were the brave ones. Like, can you imagine being a woman at that time? For one, their position in the, back in the day and them wanting uh, to keep you subservient. The fact she out now basically disrespected and was like, yeah, I'm not bringing you no milk, no water. And I'm going to bring you some curdled milk on top of it all. And then when the man lay down, she drove a pig right through his forehead. Right. And so I bring up that to say, first of all, the strength of women. Um, which shows itself at the most inconvenient times um, it, throughout history when they um, are not necessarily supposed to be in leadership. It's not their normal position, so to speak. Um, but they, they they do these these mm, these noteworthy acts that moves their nation forward. But I, especially Deborah, because in terms of supporting another woman. She prophesied that the victory would be done by another woman. And yet she continued to fight. Yet she continued to push push the movement forward. So she didn't stop doing what she was, which means that she wasn't jealous and she saw the bigger picture. And so in terms of supporting other black women, 
we have to check ourselves and check our ego and realize that another woman uh, being the forefront of the the victory, right? Letting it, if it's going down in history that so and so got the record deal or so and so uh, became the first black female to do blah blah blah, it doesn't mean um, that she did it by herself. Is it not? You know, people that work for Oprah, you know, or anybody else, or or Beyonce. I will venture to venture to say that they are equally proud to have that on their bio, their resume, uh, that they are reaping the financial benefits of having worked with them people, that they grow in character and grow in their craft from working around these giants. And so we have to learn that, you know, supporting another woman doesn't take away from our shine nor our purpose. In fact, it could very well enhance it. So keep that in mind as um, women's history uh, rears on for another two weeks or so. And I hope that what I brought up uh, gives you uh, food for thought about how you as a man are glorious in your own right. As Yes, I said man because there are men who refer to themselves in the pronoun of she and her and things like that. And recognize that, you know, you were created beautiful as he. And so, and how insensitive it seems when you refer yourself in a way that is not true and not supportive. And so let us be who we are indeed in our actions and appreciate who we are I'm gonna I'm I'm get off my my pulpit if you will would love to hear your commentary this might be strong it might be unconventional but again it's from the heart of a black woman